0: You know, you have to change the people's mindset. You could have the policies, but but have people's mindsets been changed? Have we looked at the root causes of, 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 of these problems? Because the policies are there, but people have to change.
1: You are now tuned in to Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio is a monthly podcast that premieres the first Tuesday of every month. Thank you for joining this Rebel with the Cause as I unpack culture and difference in just 10 minutes. I'm back. Back to the States. Back with another episode. And back on my b- I have so much that I will want to say because it was such a great trip. Very fulfilling. Very cultural. But we only have 10 minutes. So I am going to use a moment to screenshot my trip. This moment came on February 15th, which was my last day in South Africa. <makes noise> tear, tear. Literally, this moment wrapped up my entire trip. So in the opening, you are hearing from Dr. Beatrice Akala, a postdoctorate research fellow at the University of Johannesburg and a lecturer at the University of Whitewater Strand, or VITS. Scholar's background is education and my reporting theme for the South Africa trip was the disconnect between educational policies and the experiences of black South African women with an education. So she was able to bridge a lot of gaps for me. And because she was able to bridge so many of those gaps, this was a key interview. And I really enjoyed talking to her. I was telling my class that I felt like I was talking to my auntie or something because she's around my mom's age and she was just very endearing and very motherly. And I just enjoyed sitting down with her. We were on her couch, I was across from her. I felt like a real documentary, y'all. I was like, yes, mm, tell me more. Like, I felt really official. And because that interview just highlighted so much, I want to bring you all into Dr. Akala's African home after the break. That, my friends, is the sound of a paintbrush, which means it's time for Art Echo.
0: So, the giraffe is a. Uh, this giraffe is from okay. Kenya. And, uh, yeah, just, just a majestic animal <laughs> looking down upon everybody. Just <laughs> <Does> that presence.
1: <laughs> so, I know people tend to say. Home is where the heart is, but me personally, I feel like home is where the art is. In Dr. Akala's home, she had so much art, it was endless. And one of my favorite art pieces was what you were just hearing about. There was this giraffe, and it was about 10 feet in height. I'm just guessing, I don't know for sure. And like she said, it was just looking down on you. And of course, it's a majestic creature. And another interpretation for me personally is that this giraffe, this 10 foot giraffe is really a protector in the home. And then can you explain out here, this table setting? So right now, if you listen closely, you hear Dr. Akali's Hills clicking as she's leading my team out to her patio
0: area. Uh, so. We do a lot of outdoor. So, at times we have food with our guests outside here.
1: Imagine that you are in an outdoor South African cafe. And as you hear nature in the background, your view overlooks the pool. But this is no ordinary pool. It is surrounded by red railings that connect one side of the house to the other then inside the pool there are these exotic plants that make you feel like you're at a resort yet you know you're not at a resort because you still get that homely vibe about it as a former english major and a poet it's sad that i don't have the words to describe it but it was just beyond words it was just really beautiful so go to the website y'all which you can hear about in this next commercial because we got commercials because people is broke I came to tell you about a way that you can continue engaging with today's topic. If something really stood out to you or shocked you or pissed you off, go to rebelmedia.com backslash rebel-radio and hit the button that says leave a comment to leave a comment about what stood out to you. That's rebel, R-W-E-B-E-L, media.com backslash rebel-radio. That's a whole lot of art. In order to allow all of it to digest, let's take a passing period into the next segment. I'm really grateful for Dr. Akala for welcoming me and my team into her beautiful property because it showed a healthy balance of luxury, comfort, and love. Now on to the heavy stuff. During my interview with Akala, we talked a lot about education. And if you remember from the last episode, I mentioned a movement called Hashtag Total Shutdown that is happening across campuses in South Africa. Total Shutdown was formed by women and gender non-binary people in South Africa, and it challenged the government in South Africa to address rape culture on college campuses. Because Total Shutdown showcased an intersection between education and social justice which was essentially my reporting theme in south africa i asked dr akala her thoughts on total shutdown and if she had any personal recollections of when it started since she's a lecturer at the university of whitewater strength before i go further though i would like to give a trigger warning about the next part of the show so i am going to be describing sexual assault and suicide which may be triggering for some listeners so listener discretion is advised
0: you know, she reached out several times on, on her Twitter. She had things, you know, written all, you know, over there and just explaining how she was feeling. But you know, most of the times we don't get, it take time to read what our friends are writing. You know, we, we just think it's a, a general comment, which was con- wasn't general, it was really specific to what was happening to her. So that was quite sad.
1: Right now, Dr. Akala is responding to total shutdown and the issue of sexual violence in South Africa. She also mentioned Kinsani Maseko, a student at Rhodes University who committed suicide after being sexually assaulted and feeling that her claim was not taken seriously. Akala, who has a personal connection to Maseko, said that anyone who knows someone who is a survivor of assault should be diligent about checking on the emotional well-being of their friends and family. Because unfortunately, Maseko is one of many South African women who feel unprotected by their government. And when talking about this disconnect between policy and
0: practice, Akala had this to say. I think we have have policies in place. Like South Africa has very good policies uh, regarding gender. The problem is in the implementation. We do have... It, we do have uh, policies that, that, that have been put in place. So I think we just need to go back into the, those policies and see the gaps. What 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 haven't we done in order to be able to boost uh, gender equity in education in general and higher education in particular? That, that's, that's what I would say.
1: Akala also mentioned Jacob Zuma. If you remember from the first part of the episode... Zuma is the former president of South Africa and he was accused of sexually assaulting a woman who he was close to.
0: It was it was quite sad you know when it comes to high level uh, violence uh, you don't see justice as opposed to your ordinary person. So if the president can get away with it how about me? I can also do it. So I think taking away, taking away the Agency part of, of, of human beings, in a way, people look at you as a hero. And um, what was very sad was that even during the the, the court hearing uh, times, there are huge crowds that came to support him, men and women, and and we had women who were very vocal about it and and actually you know demonized the victim. So. Uh, That was a sad moment for gender in this country, I would say.
1: So that was a few snapshots of our interview and a big snapshot of my trip. But there is so much more that I would want to say. And I welcome any comments, questions, concerns you have. Visit the blog. Leave a question because I am open to telling you all about my trip. And I wish I could tell you more, but we don't have enough time to do that. So instead, I'm going to give you some tips if you are a journalist going on your first reporting trip overseas. Here's three tips. Number one, try everything. One of my favorite parts of being with Dr. Akala and her family is that her son took us to KFC and the KFC in South Africa is so much better than the KFCs in America, especially in Chicago. It's disgusting. And I was happy because I had never had KFC that tasted so fresh, which is sad to say, but it just tasted so fresh and that was foreign to me. And I just, I was in shock. So try everything. And I didn't just be an American and only try foods that are available here. I also tried a lot of South African foods. I actually went to a restaurant and I asked the waiter, what can I only get here? So I tried duck for the first time. It was pretty good. And you just never know what you're going to discover. So try everything, please. Number two, trust your intuition. So I won't get into any details, but my reporting plan didn't go as planned because I wanted to cover women's health in South Africa, and that just wasn't a possibility because of the time constraints and because we only had a week there, and I was nervous about changing my entire reporting plan when we only had a week, but as it turns out, I was still able to get everything. I feel like I need still a nuanced, careful And full story So I just had to trust my gut And I just had to know that I'm a great reporter I've been doing this for some years now I have a lot of experience And even though this was my first time Doing a reporting trip I just had to trust who I was And that was just navigating Imposter syndrome, anxiety All of those things And putting those aside And just having faith in myself Which is actually my final tip Have faith because it will all work out. So let me tell you a story. We only got like two minutes left, but I think I can finish this story in two minutes. Let's see. So, as I said, my reporting plan fell apart and I was just really nervous. I was like, bro, I'm 8,000 miles away from home. I don't have a story and I only have four more days here. What am I going to do? So like I said, I had a lot of anxiety and I was really worried, but I trusted my intuition and I had faith that it was all going to come together. So on the very last day, and as my classmate said, on the 11th hour, everything came together. And I think that's another reason why I was just so grateful for my interview with Dr. Kala because because of all my anxiety throughout the week and because I didn't really get to do anything fun within South Africa, which was disappointing, but an opportunity to go back. So I just enjoyed being in her home because she really brought me into not only the South African culture, but little snippets of her Kenyan culture. So even though I wasn't able to do everything I would have wanted to do in exploring South Africa, I think just the time that we spent with her and her son and her other son's wife was just amazing because we were able to get a lot of real stories and we were able to make a personal connection and that's all I have for you I want to thank Dr. Akala for allowing me to share her story And I want to thank my Rowdy Regal Rebels for tuning in for four episodes now. And next time, I'm going to do something really fun. So stay tuned. Until next time.